here. Back We're again, here. back again. Yes, and it Welcome. was a week. I'm so excited to be here. We have so much to talk about. It was a week in a good way or a bad way? Oh, it was everything. Oh, okay. And we are here, you guys. I am Jay. How was your week? Everything. Well, first. If mine was. First, I want to know oh, what your name oh, is. Oh, I'm, I'm Ray. <laughs> and this is He Said. He Said, your podcast <laughs> for all things pop culture, politics, music, and of course, finding your new best friends us <laughs> yay <laughs> but let's get started how was your week ray so you know the week was okay but i um just had a horrible traffic experience today oh god as you know because i was meeting you yes somewhere and it took Wait, me a really long time to get there yes um but you know I'm blessed, so I guess I shouldn't complain about such first world problems. Yeah, at least you had a car. At least you know you're this living. This is true. At least this you had is, dinner. This, yes, I was coming from a pretty good job. Yeah, at least you got them coins. <laughs> See, look, you're blessed. Even if I have to sit in traffic for an hour some days, I guess that's okay. I mean, hey, it could be worse. But the highlight of my week definitely was probably about 40 minutes ago when you referred to yourself as a sweet-ass bitch. Because I am. I'm I do a not know what that bitch. means, but it made me chuckle. You know, so, like when you're like you really know, nice. It's a little thing. You're a bad bitch. You're a sweet ass bitch. And see how that works out. Like I was pissed off about traffic, and then mm-hmm. I, I come, I meet you somewhere, and then you say something like that, and it just makes the world seem like it's a better place. That's the blessings. The blessing <laughs> in which you have. All right. How was your week? My week was. Um, it was good. You know, it was a really good week. Uh, the highlight of my week was Saturday at 2 p.m. Oh, um, and I, we will discuss fur- further in a segment <laughs> today. Um, but I would say that, speaking of today, nothing... I just got to rant for a moment. Oh. Nothing is worse than sitting at a, a restaurant, right? And especially when the restaurant... Like isn't It's like not really busy, but it's busy. And what happens <laughs> is they come up to you... And they're like, hi, are you waiting for anyone? Like, what can I get for you? And you're like, no, I'll just have water right now. I'm waiting for another person. They're like, okay. And then between the time you said that and the time the other person actually gets there, six other people come to you and ask you the same exact thing. See, I don't feel so bad about my first world problem That irritates me. Because yours is like such a first world problem. Because I get it. Like, I get it. You're trying to be nice. It's called service. But the reason why I'm looking at the menu is because I'm waiting for the second person to get here. But it's called service. And they want to make sure that you have a great time while you're in their establishment. like, I wish there was, like, a card you could, like, turn over. On the, I've heard on a your... lot of people have that same complaint about, like, retail. That's true. I mean, it is true. I mean, but I just have frustration when I'm at a restaurant. And then, like, I, bitch, I'm tipping you to not come over here and be on Mm-mm. my neck. Mm-mm. Okay? I mean, I guess. Anyway, that was my <laughs> day. Um, but the week was good. I feel like it was just a really good week. Over the weekend, it was crazy. This week's going to be even more epic. I don't know if it was crazy, but it was fun. We had a lot to do. We, we just did the most. Lots of socializing. I mean, we are yes. very social. So. And this week's going to be even more the most. My best friend's coming. Yes, yes, He'll be yes. landing at 9 a.m. tomorrow. The turn up will be real this weekend. And then it's Pride. We and got then, all the Gatorade. Yeah, ready. all the Gatorade and, yes. and the Milk Thistle. Like, Google it. We're in our uh, early 20s or something. Yes, it's going to be a moment. Like, I'm going to have to nap during like the Vegas. day. Like Vegas. Oh, my God. Remember when we were in Vegas? Vegas. <laughs> oh God! Wow. And they had the Pedialyte at the right Aid. Yeah, <laughs> it was like right, right out, <laughs> right next to the Maker's Mark. I was like, oh, vodka. okay. I mean, yeah. Why not be I mean, prepared when you're when in Vegas? Exactly. But 
Seattle's going to be real lit to this weekend. Yes. But let's get into what we're here for, and we're here for a lot. So okay. we're going to dive right into topics. Yes. Ray, lead us. So cutesy this week. Keeping up with the Carters for you new listeners. So it's a two-parter. So yes. as some of you may know, there was an album released over the weekend. We'll get there. But the first part of cutesy is actually going to be... Um, what we think may have led to the surprise release from the weekend. So you may remember, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, um, but we had discussed whether we thought that um, the Carters were going to release their joint album or not. And we had all the speculations. You Jay had this whole like story about like how he thought and you know they're going to release the album between legs. So between the European and North Amer- American right, legs kinda. of the tour. Um, to drum up, you know, press and so that they can then change the set list and yeah. all this stuff. Okay. So apparently, and if you Google um, OTR2 or Beyonce Jay-Z tour yes. ticket sales slump, what you'll find That's is a that... a specific search. Yeah, yeah. So what you'll find is that there are quite a few European news outlets that were reporting that the ticket sales for this particular tour were kind of low. There were stories of free oh, tickets, yes. free upgrades in a parking lot of them covering seats with with a tarp or whatever. Well, which I we've, saw those we've seen on Twitter, that all over. Twitter. Oh, there have been pictures of that. Yes. So I mean, I guess it was true. It was. Um, and we've seen this bef- before. I don't. I think maybe we were at a Janet show or something where they literally yeah. cover the seats because they couldn't sell them. Yeah. And they move everyone down. So then the perception is you sold out because the section is sec- or just that it's partitioned f- that off. it's fuller. Yeah. Um, so I, I wasn't sure how much of it was true, but if you're saying that you've I seen saw pictures, pictures on Twitter because you know I, I guess search on OTR two on Twitter every day. Which, to my mind, just to kind of explain, um, Ticketmaster, they have this Ugh. ingenious new um, strategy that they're employing with the sales of tickets for huge artists, which is where they sell tickets for what they think the market will pay. Uh-huh. So when a tour goes for sale initially what you'll see are really high ticket prices yes and then those ticket prices will drop and also city as by the market city, city yeah by city exactly prices change so it will be it would have been successful either way because you have people who are willing to pay two thousand dollars for tickets when they first went on sale um but that's just not very me, interesting not I, city but then guy. fast forward to was it saturday saturday at two o'clock Yes. I remember. I was uh-huh. laying in bed. We were hungover from Friday. Yes. And Turned what happened? was real. What happened, I was Jay? on Instagram. Explain the moment to us. I was us. on Set Instagram, and I was, like, looking through my Instagram story, and shout out to Zarina Akers. She posted this picture. Zarina Akers, if you don't follow her on Instagram, she's um, one of Beyonce's stylists, and she styled um, this, up, this video that we'll talk about shortly. She posted a picture from the London show, the second show, sold out show at O2, and it said album out now. So, of course, I'm like, two minutes ago, she posted this. Bitch, what? And I was so like, what? I ran no, right, I, bitch, no, I ran no, right no. to Twitter, um, title, couldn't find it. So then I was like, let me go to Twitter. And of course, that's where I found the link that led us to title. Um, and the album that broke uh, that like interrupted our saturday of trying to redeem our the cars don't give a shit about your weekend plans okay. just like so then she didn't care about us going to sleep when beyonce dropped when your birthday present came yes, out because exactly. it came out on his birthday yes, just for me yes <laughs> but then the album came out and and sis i didn't know i was ready for it but i was ready for it okay it was everything i needed so what's it called I already said it, but it is called. Yes, everything is love. 
have to catch that on the playback. Okay, yes. And I was ready for every second. It's a little bit under 40 minutes, and I think we have listened to it probably almost two dozen times since Saturday. It's been on loop. Two dozen? Yes. <laughs> At least I have. I can speak for myself. <laughs> yeah, I was speak to for all yourself. day today at work. <laughs> so did I, all but two dozen my, is a lot. Okay. And it, the, um, the album's title has received 2.1 million tweets since the album dropped, and, which is hist- historic, right? And then also, um, the Louvre, uh, which is the um, historic um, museum that they recorded ape shit in, was a number one mentioned word. So obviously... Bitches got impact, okay? But I think what we're going to do today is we're going to talk through track by track some highlights that we just have to shout out, and it's going to be a moment. And we're well, I just think it's really interesting because everyone, you know, in the industry went to bed on Friday thinking that the Nas album, yes, and produced that- by Kanye West, whatever it's called, Nas maybe, I don't know. Nas but here. everyone thought that that was going to be the huge release of the week. Until and it Saturday. was until Saturday at 2 p.m. Right. <laughs> Eastern, Western, West Coast time. So, what are your big... Oh, and like, poor Christina. Didn't Christina's album come yeah, out? Yeah, but we have de- I have details about that when we get further on into the conversation. But don't you think that's... The, wouldn't you be sad? No. Uh, yes, you would. That's not you my spent, business. You spent we'll all this time... About this. How much time do you think years Christina has all spent working... All my life I've worked on my vocals. <laughs> worked on her album. Yes. <laughs> but let's get into the Carters. So I'm going to leave with a few of my takeaways of the overarching album, and then we'll go track by track. You down with that, Ray? Sure. Okay. So overarching, I love that they were unapologetically black. Uh, it was felt like an... Um, the opposite of what Kanye is doing and what he did with Yee. Um, not yay. Explain that. Or yay. <laughs> not yee. Yes, you have that backwards. Uh, yes. I knew what you meant, though. But, so Kanye's, I feel like if you listen to his album, his album felt like he was explaining his actions about why he was, he came out as um, a Trump supporter in, like, the past couple months, right? But when you when you listen to the Carter's album, I feel like it was, like, we're black and we're going to use our platform to lift our community up. We're going to share our love and we're going to share who we are as a couple, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and show you that we're just like you. We just are billion dollars on the elevator. So I loved that. I also loved that they were shout out to our um, section, unfiltered and unbothered. They didn't care what they were saying, who they were saying about. That that's the thing for me, where I was just like, it was some of the candid. references. It was very candid. I mean, some of it's kind of like covert and like indirect, but like, like you, you get have to it, listen to it, right? Or like, okay, bitch, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Google it, you you know, you read the yes. analysis, and it's like, oh, okay. And then okay, low I see key, what they meant there. But then some of it's just like, wow. I'm going to name names. Yeah. I don't and care. I'm going to drop some. We're the Carters. Okay. It doesn't matter. Welcome to my life. <laughs> um, and then I love that Nicki Minaj thinks that she's the queen of rap, but she got <laughs> something better coming for her. <laughs> Beyonce got bars. <laughs> and I think that she she's le- I think we've we've seen dabble her her dabble in this whole sing rapping 7-Eleven top off. 
Um, what's another one? Um, the one with um, DJ Khaled. The, the one with one. Nicki Minaj. Oh, Shining, Feeling Myself. Like Feeling these are myself. all songs that she's kind of like sung rap. And I think the era of Beyonce, the self-titled album when it came out, like the um, she did a bunch of songs, like a flawless, few songs, like flawless, where it was For like sure. iconic uh, in a way that like bitches got T-shirts that right. say flawless i woke up like this right. like she's created a movement around her words so we it's kind of led to this so i think it was a really good way of her just full circling a full circle of what she did has done because let's be honest like you know i don't know how much of the writing she does herself but well, i read articles whoever <laughs> calls you know the people and there were lots of writing credits so you know the people well, cool who are Dre. the people who are doing the writing are doing a really good job because Cool the lines Dre. are good. They said that they were in Paris with them for two weeks in a compound, basically, when they were preparing for the tour. And That's Beyonce, like Beyonce came in, and they played, like, this music for her. And then they, she's like, loop it back. And then all of a sudden, she started singing the chorus and then dropping bars. And everyone was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then they were playing this sample of this French song, and they played it three or four times. And then she was like just do the cut the vocals and then she started singing the french song the words in french i was like this bitch is doing the most basically they're saying she is a writer and she is sensitive about her no i do believe that she does some right i'm not i'm not trying to say that she doesn't write i'm just saying that you know i feel like it is definitely a collaborative environment yeah and that whatever the fuck they're doing like it works it works because after the album comes out it's like the quotables are, are everything. <laughs> and we're going to get to that when we go track by track. It's just moments. So, A, what I want to call out is I feel like this was a really good trilogy, like a, a like the ending of a trilogy. So, it was like Beyonce came out. It was very therapeutic for her. And then... Well, actually, what Jay said was that... What? I want to hear. Okay. So, you know, there were rumors that were going on about, oh, they have a joint album. You yes. know, this has been since like 2015. Yes. Since four came out. Right. And there was this producer. I'm not going to name him. Apparently, he's got caught, swept up in the yes. Me Too movement somehow. He, he did. I'm like, oh, my God. We're not going to talk about it. Right. But he mentioned that they were working on music together and then an album will come out later that year. And again, that was back in 2015. So, you know, Beehive is buzzing. But then Jay admitted last year, I guess when he was doing tour for 444, that um, that album was in the pipeline, but that the troubles in their marriage actually was a catalyst for music that eventually made it onto Lemonade Lemonade. and 444. Yes. And he referred to the music as being therapeutic. Yes. Um, And then he also said, uh, and I quote, it just felt like... She should go first yes. and share her truths with the world. Yes, ladies first. Uh, you think? I mean, if he had come with 444 first, everyone would have that, 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 that been career. That would have been bad. It would have ruined his career. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I mean, what? Bitches is already like, he's canceled. Yes. And, but not for real, though. But not for real, because then this album came out and it was everything. So let's dive into yes. the track by track. So, Summer. First track on the album. Um, my thoughts is I feel like it was a, a reintroduction to the love that they have and the love that they've had. It felt like we were hearing about like a beginning of a relationship where there was like lust and passion and trust and goals and it felt very like storytelling and relaxing and you know to I me love... it felt like a natural progression from what's the song all night. Uh huh. Yes. 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 So yes. like if you listen to them back to yes. back, it's like a natural progression between yes. like. Beyonce's idea of the reconciliation at the end yes. of Lemonade to and then through to this. Yes. I didn't think about that. Look at you. Research. I also love the Jamaica vibe. Obviously, they they were tape, they um, were down there doing some of their promo for their tour. Um, 
And I also heard, heard a little bit of Coachella vibes in there, like in regards to her references to like the band and the music and sonically, it just kind of reminded me of it. But overall, I thought I it wasn't my favorite track on the album, so I don't really don't have any quotes from it because Summer, I felt yeah, like, at first that was the song where when we first listened to the whole album, I was just kind of like, well, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, but they were like celebrating each other, so right? But then like, by like the second and third listen, when I'm actually listening to the lyrics. In concert with the actual production, the tracks. Yes. I was like, okay. It was a moment. It's actually good. But then we go into Ape Shit, which is what the video that was released supporting the project. So, Ray, you have notes on Ape Shit? Because I got lots. No, I don't. So, go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll riff. Yes. Riff raff. Um, street raff. <laughs> no, not. No, 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 no. Oh, never mind. That's not riff raff. audience. <laughs> um, okay. So, I love that Jay-Z addressed the Super Bowl rumors. So, obviously... When Justin Timberlake came out and said that he was he was announced, there was a lot of buzz around who was going to be with him, and Jay Z was thrown out there. Obviously, they had did that whole suit and tie. They went on that tour together, which also um, just would have made sense for the NFL's image at that time. Yes, and I love shitting on the NFL. Um, Jay Z's quote was, "I said no to the Super Bowl. You need me. I don't need you. Every night we in the end zone. Tell the NFL we in stadiums too." Yes. So I love that he was like, "Bitch, I don't need you." Exactly. Come through. I also love because I he, mean, also how would that look? Like, let's say that he was like, "Oh, whole, sure, yes. I'm gonna do this while you know Kaepernick is being blackballed." Exactly. Like, it just didn't. It, didn't it, it would not have even made sense. And then uh, I also love that um, this is kind of where we started getting the like jabs and words of the whole unfiltered unbothered thing so he basically was like jay-z was like tell the grammys f you for that zero for eight shit mm-hmm. uh have you ever seen the crowd going ape shit so clearly he's like i don't need a grammy i'm i'm out here living my best life but he wants one yeah but i mean he basically was like grammys ain't, ain't paying my bills so yeah I'm good. you know i mean okay and I also love. I also read a little bit about more about the track. So the track featured um, elements of ASAP Rocky, ASAP Rocky, um, ASAP. That was <laughs> that so, was so white. It's fine. Um, They're your roots. Em- did, embrace your roots. He basically, he did a video of like some some words that were used in the in the song. So I love. What I love about Beyonce is she has these things that she says that just become iconic, and I think this is going to be a new one. Um, Pay me in equity. And if you zoom in on the video, I didn't do it, but I saw it on Instagram. (laughs) Um, Again, Zarina killed it, and she had a necklace that said, Pay me in equity. Like, this bitch is down to the details. Uh, Oh, wait, wasn't that the... Doesn't that come, like, near or around the... um, Give me my check or pay me my check. Yes. Put some respect on my check. Put some respect, Put on, some my respect on my check is going to yes. be one of those <laughs> lines that we're going to hear respect. over and over. Yes. And, over again. and then that's going to be on a t-shirt for sure. By now there, um, it, it is obvious. Like you probably have heard the track. And if you haven't offset uh, and the Migos, they actually um, demoed this track. Um, and some of the stuff you hear Beyonce say and Jay-Z say was used. Bitch, that's my drink. Don't be drinking my drink. <laughs> Okay. I didn't think you would notice. Uh, I got eyes. Okay. <laughs> so we referenced their the video. So they were they videotaped it at the Louvre, which is um, French it, museum, a French museum, iconic museum. Um, and the during Mona their Lisa last is visit, there. during their last visit, under glass, uh, in May twenty eight, May two thousand eighteen, rather, they explained their idea to the um, the museum. They were like, "We love this idea." Um, the deadlines obviously were really quick. 
Uh, this is all reported. Yeah, because it was like right after Beachella. But here's what really blew my mind. It only cost $17,000 and $17,500 a day to rent the Louvre out. The whole I like that you museum. said only. But when you think about it, that's not a lot of money when you think of No, production. I actually would have expected it to be more, but it probably also matters when you're doing it. Yeah. Like if you're if you're renting it out for like the day, like during the day, yes. then it's probably more. But they were there clearly at night. So I loved that that they did the whole museum and no but the, uh, i mean what's i what's gonna end up being iconic about what, this video tell us is just to your point of the unapologetic blackness yes like this is almost a natural progression or just like the next step yes. after beachella where For beyonce sure. gives this like again and i and i'm it's almost become like a, a hackneyed term but unapologetically black performance at Beachella or Coachella. Yes, yes. And it's like to have, you know, all these black people yes. in this museum being shot artistically, representing yes. blacks in a way that they're not represented in the art that's in yes. the museum itself. And it's interesting you bring that up because I was doing research and one of the articles I read um, had said like from the Middle Ages to the 19th century works of art, they showed black people being basically servants or secondary figures. So the fact, and they weren't deemed to be like in paintings or sculptures or right. any kind of like cultural work in that time. Because they weren't worthy. They and weren't worthy. Watch they didn't video, see them as being worthy. It is so black and in all the right ways. Like it literally is like, we're going to, we're going to tell you that we may not be up on this wall, but we are in this bitch creating history and iconic exactly. moments. And then it's also a play on the actual art that's yes. on display. Yes. Where if you look and you know, we won't break it down to that level because we don't that, have that kind of time. No, bitch. But if you, if you watch the video, it's just this kind of juxtaposition of what's happening on the canvas yes. and what's actually happening in the frame of yes. the video that is Iconic. pretty striking. So another fun fact about this video, there was a co-director and she's a British Nigerian film um, maker. Her name is Jen. I'm going to butcher this. Nikuru. I mean, um, you tried. So... What I love about this is this is not the first time B&J have enlisted a woman director. I mean, there's been Melina, who's done Lemonade. There was Ava. Melina be getting them in trouble. Yes, though. yes. We don't go down <laughs> Ava did Jay-Z's Family Feud. So, obviously, they, they love... The main director was not a woman of color, but at least there was a, a creative person a part of that. Also, what I want to shout out is that both stylists for the... Um, production of the video were women of color uh that also felt really important because obviously there's not a lot of women of no, color i'm sure that industry. was also by design for sure so let's dive into the next track boss i love what boss. you got i love boss yes me okay. too when b says my great great grandchildren yes. already rich that's a lot of brown children on your <laughs> Forbes list. Now, first of all, she said children, which I love. And second of all, kudos. Yes. Like, it's... <sighs> I also love that she says... Hashtag black excellence. Then she said, dropping off my daughter at school every morning. 
we slam in doors. Yes. Like, I was like, that feels like Blue actually does that. But it also I know. Well, I didn't get that reference. So I was like, slam in doors. But, but then, like, a metaphor. But what your black mom always says, don't slam my doors. Yes. <laughs> my white mom said that. <laughs> so maybe it has something to do with that. Oh, that's interesting. And then also, I love that Jay Z was like, I'm going to reference the few going on with Drake and Pusha T. Oh, with and the he invoices? Said to them invoices separate <laughs> the men from the boys over here. We measure su- success by how many people successful next to you. Yes. Here we say you broke if everyone else gets broke except for you. Like yes. that felt like a nod to the beef without saying names. Yes. Felt really cool. I like the covert stuff. It doesn't always have to be, you know, like a story of added on. It could be shade, like, but not like on the shade, nose. Honey. Exactly. Okay. Sometimes it's even more fun if you have to forage for it. Yeah, like Google. Yeah. Like what did you talk about? So speaking <laughs> of, Pharrell, he had some production on here, which I thought was really interesting. Um not interesting. I thought it was just, you know, it was good to see him doing production outside. Of and like, also to hear his voice on the track. Yeah, that was interesting. And not get credited. That's been, it's been a while. Um, so He's credited in the liner notes. Nice is the next track. So Beyonce, shout out for you for saying fuck you to the people waiting for her to No, no, do you have the actual No, go line? ahead. Go ahead. Bitch, oh, bitch, yes. let me know. Tell look, a bitch. Okay, look. Tell a mundo, bitch. So she said, <laughs> if I gave two fucks two fucks about streaming numbers would have put lemonade up on spotify fuck you fuck you you're cool fuck you i'm out shade bitch fetch the smelling salts but what's crazy? I, wait no i was salts. like wait a what second the, the smelling salts you know when somebody passes out and they need smelling salts to be revived I don't know nothing about that. Okay, well, you learned something Something today. You learned something today. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. So, first of all... I'm I'm waiting. We're waiting. So, (laughs) for an artist, and specifically, you know, because we talk race all the time here, but for a black artist to be in a space... Or on a perch, even. Oh, not a perch. Where they have the comfort level and then also the backing of their label. Yes, the label. To make a comment like that about the number one streaming service in the world. That says a lot. And that's one of the things why whenever I hear um, some of your more like pedestrian criticism of Beyonce about her being overrated or, you know. Not pedestrian, though. Yeah. Or like, you know, she's okay. She can't really say. Like, you have to, even if she's not your cup of tea, which just doesn't have to be. Like, not everything is for everybody. True. But my thing is, you have to respect the hustle. Put some and you respect have to on her chat. Yes, put some respect on her name, because she has reached a level that few have been able to attain, regardless of race. Well, what I found interesting is that, you know, we'll probably talk a lot, and if we don't, I'll just say it. So, anyway, she, obviously, it was a title exclusive, right? When it first came out for the first two days, but oh, now every, it's on everything Spotify is and it's on Apple Music, it's all, a, it's all everywhere. the streaming services. But if you go on Spotify, it's not dominantly featured. It's also not you featured think? on any of their um, playlists. You think? So they're in their feelings. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> That's fine because she said, "I'm still going to get streams." It doesn't matter. They'll come around. Everybody does. So then, moving on to seven thirteen. So those of you don't that don't know the reference, seven thirteen is there is the zip code, uh, not the zip code, the area code in Texas where Beyonce is from. So it was kind of a nod to um, kind of both of like they kind of talk about both their upbringings. Also, 
I f- did some research and I found out that um, the song contains updated lyrics to 2001 song Still Dre. And also, Dog. it's also sampled. You can hear it in the yeah, background. Yeah, it's representing from my hustles yeah. all around the world. Still, strip yes. dipping on my low lows, girl. Yes. Still, yes. I'll put it down for the 703. 703, yeah. 703, boom, like it's 808. That's yes. fine. We knew it. Um, <laughs> loved every second. And then she's, what I loved about this was Jay-Z um, actually wrote, wrote that. Jay-Z, yeah, he wrote that, which for Dre. blew my mind. Like, <laughs> damn, didn't know that. Big pimpin', yes. literally. Don't have to pay for it. Uh, and then what I loved is he raps, and my little baby blue... Uh, is like who gonna stop us huh which is a reference to a Kanye West song from Watch the Throne so it was like oh bitch yes <laughs> we just shaded you again and then I also love that they talked remember back in this is like way back when but remember that um, there was pictures of Jay-Z and Beyonce on a yacht and she jumped off the yacht yes and it was like 2002 mm-hmm. so he referenced that that was their first vacation together I'm like that feels so long ago, and the fact that I remember it was the exact a long picture, time ago. It was 16. I years remember ago. the picture. It was a long time ago. Bitch, I was, what was I doing in 2002? I don't know. Going to school? Not me. Ooh, ooh that was dirty. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> okay, so then we're gonna go into one of my favorite songs on the album, which is Friends. Friends is that shit. So I, what I low key think is, I think this is there was answer. This was their answer to Kanye's Life of Pablo, Real Friends. Um, so. Agreed. What I, I'm just gonna lay some track, lay some. I'm gonna drop some bars on you. Um, I don't know what I would do without my crew. Yeah, I ain't making no room. Yeah, I ain't making no room for new friends. Like that right there is like oh, okay, all right. Uh, also, they ref, um, Jay Z referenced Kendall and Kylie, saying like they were. You remember back when there was a lawsuit when they cropped pictures. Um, of Tupac and Biggie on Yeah, the that face. was only, what, like a few months ago? Yes. Well, he referenced it, and he was like, you mad that you didn't meet them, huh? Low-key, shading it out. Uh, and it basically what I loved, it was like basically saying, like, we got, we got our crew. Like, we don't need you. Yeah, I think the whole song was really, like, um, not necessarily a fuck you to Kanye, but a... We you, you No, but like a you need us more than we need you to Kanye. Yes. That's the way that I read it. I mean, it, they they reference not like Jay Z referenced because basically what the they're wedding. saying is that like everybody who's in our crew is real, yes, and everybody in your crew is a sycophant. Yeah, what she say? My friends are real friends. Your friend friends. Yeah, are my friends are cool. Your what did she say? Your friends, friends are real friends. Foes. Yes, I think she says foes. Yes. Sometimes so, I'm like, wait, what's she saying? Yeah, the rewind and Google shit. <laughs> Lyrics are out there. Be sure to Google it. No, I um, like friends. Friends is actually one of my favorites. One of my faves for sure. So next song is "Heard About Us." Lord, how many more songs are there? We got three songs. "Heard About Us." We can just power through this because I feel like it just was a nod of saying, y'all talking about us. We're the Carters. We're like, the Carters. Okay, let's, move, let's move to the next one. Great. Okay. Black Effect. Now, this, this one, is one that our friends are really into. Yes. Like multiple friends and of the ours. The first time I listened to it, I wasn't really, I was here for it, but I wasn't I like the pressed. spoken word at the beginning about love. I wasn't love. pressed. And then I was like, oh, this, this shit. She said, uh-huh, okay. What is she saying? I mean, they both, they both said stuff. Please school us. So school JC raps about the false arrests. 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 <laughs> this brown is getting me down, honey. Yeah, okay. That's okay. Excuse. So get your hands up high like a false arrest. Let me see them up high. This is not a test. 
ass. Put him up. This is. Oh, not this is when he talks about being yes. brought into that lawsuit with Rock, Rock Nation, and he didn't go because yes. he yes. was selling out shows or whatever. Yeah, and it just felt like they were celebrating who they were, you know, and like what they're doing and what's going on in the world, and they're basically shedding light of like where culture y'all want to be, and here we are, B and J. You know what I hate, Sidebar? I hate when the media is saying, like, B, and they go B-E-Y, and they go J, and they just say J, like the letter J. Why won't they just go J-A-Y, like, J? <laughs> it annoys me. Sorry, I, I digress. So, going into one of our favorite songs. I mean, at least I they're think, saying it right. At least they're not saying G. It's true. Or job. So, one of our favorite songs, um, both Ray and I agree on, which is not very often. That's a lie. Okay, so what's the song? Oh, wait, no, on the pod, that's true. That no. is true. Yeah. So it's called, Lo- what is it called? Love Happy. Yes, I was waiting for you. To, all you want to do is Love talk. Happy spoke to me. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I really liked it because this is really the culmination of, you know, you know, taking it back to Lemonade 444 yes. and then even the culmination of all three it of these releases really, together. Like, it felt like a good ending yeah, to a great Yeah, it's like, album. you know, this is what we've been through. Y'all know how I met her. We broke up and got back together. That was a nod to Common and Erica Badu's Love of My Life. Catch that. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yes. They also referenced Sandcastle. This beach ain't always been no paradise. Yes. Uh, it felt like just like this is how we got here. This is our love. And but I, I mean like, that real exchange. Oh, let us know, bitch. Where um, B Tell says, us. yeah, you fucked up the first stone. Not the first no, the first time. Yes. Stone. Yes. We had to get remarried. And he's like, yo, chill in the background. And she's like, we keeping it real with these people, right? Lucky yes. I ain't kill you when I met that bitch. And he's like, I, I. <laughs> I thought he was, she was going to say Becky, but bitch sounds good, too. Um, so now let's round it out with some numbers, okay? What they numbers? They are projected to sell. Oh, they're projections? Uh, I yes. Ain't, oh, Google, yes. Bitch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> bitch. On the, on the bus. I oh mean, the train. Gosh. This is like, you're, you're like me all of a sudden. I know. I want to like, hear. I'm excited. He, he is booked, honey. I, I, so, I have including streams and actual... Um, physical copies uh-huh. right they're projected between 115 and 130 oh so they're saying that that's people are saying that that's not what they expected but they're gonna land at number one a b the first two days it, was on it didn't title. come out on friday the it first two title. days it was on title so the fact that that happened i think i th- this is also a projection if i'm listening to and it folks times, run to title every okay. time there's an exclusive they release, get a new like, out, they get let a me new... get that three months free yes. so i mean overall i think it's not a bad um projection but i definitely quite frankly think i matter. feel like it matters a little bit less than it would for for instance let's say christina aguilera oh we'll get there because actually i was very surprised about the numbers are they good yes i mean all, with all due telling, you have them. You're yes, gonna I do. Re- okay, I got okay, the, okay. Good. I got the number. I got the so, numbers. Back to the beginning yes, and how please. we started this whole conversation. Please, let's do it. I think that this serves much more as, and I hate to say it because it kind of cheapens it in a way. True, but I feel like it serves much more as. <laughs> <laughs> is that a little Kim reference? Yes, I feel like it serves a little bit more as a marketing tool than it does as like an actual proper release 
And I feel like they really did ultimately decide to release it because they're on tour together. Well, right low key, now. they had a show tonight. Well, did they make last any changes in Amsterdam? And they didn't sing any songs from the album. Yeah. So that's why I think that maybe you were onto something with I your. Am, you know, I'm, I'm not theory, always. I'm not wrong. But maybe not because they may come here wrong. and they may do the same shit that that's they're fine. doing over there. But I have to think that it would it wouldn't make much sense for them to release an album. No. And then not do any of the songs. So I don't know how long there is between legs, but maybe that would give them I enough time. Like oh, three week. Thirty-seven times. Oh, see, so that leads me to believe that maybe they're not going to change much. Because when you have a tour at this level, all that rehearsal and planning goes back for months. So we'll see. We'll see. You never know. So we're gonna thank you for listening for the first. Those half numbers an hour. are okay. I mean, I gotta be honest. I would have expected more. Thank you for li- it's a projection, bitch. It, that's very true. <laughs> next week, next week we'll have the actual number. Yes, yeah, so we'll have the true facts. Don't say thank you for listening. Like this shit is the over. The first half an hour, bitch, is all Carter's. Cause you know why? It's a little bit we more say. than a half an hour. So let's go to unfiltered and unbothered in celebration of the the Carters. Our first topic is what Drake. Go ahead, Ray. So this will be brief. Um, during that whole care. beef with um, who was it? Pusha T and Drake, right? Yes, it's, I forget. It's, it feels yes. like so long ago. Oh. But um, it's that brown liquor. <laughs> so uh, I think at some point someone said that um, because Pusha T was talking shit about Drake having ghostwriters. Oh well, Drake has written material for Kanye. So apparently now Drake has been given a co-writing credit on a song called Yikes. Mm. Don't know the song. I did not listen to the album. I don't plan to listen to the album. But this, to my mind, leads a little bit of credence to this whole idea that... Google it. (laughs) To this whole idea that people have floated that... um, Words and hands and... (laughs) over here doing the wave yes hmm. like interpretive yes felt like so you think you can do even though you guys can't see it but but i can recount it if you want just it, dm me it leads credence to this whole idea that um maybe push a t not push a t maybe drake has something i don't know what it could be but something that he was fitting the release on a song about no, Kanye care. because if you remember Kanye came out pretty quickly and was like you know I'm not about this beef stuff and now all of a sudden Drake is getting this co-writing credit so I, don't I guess the beef is dead like literally dead at this point everyone's waiting Just for Drake's like album um, wait when does right. Drake's album come out mm-hmm. two months after never I don't know I don't care <laughs> Alright, so we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, it's a little heavy, but it, you know, there is a happy ending at the end. Um, so, Andrea Kelly, Andrea Kelly, um, she was, if you don't know her, that's fine, because not a lot of people do. She was married to um, R. Kelly. Um, for 14 years, from yes. 1996 to 2009. And she most recently was on Sister Circle, which is a kind of a nod to The View, but it's all women of color, and it's on WeTV. And she recounts like that moment where she knew it was time to leave. So just to kind of give you a high level of what happened, she was playing sick all day. She goes out on the balcony. She climbed up the balcony, was about to jump, and she said she, re- she remembered standing there and looking down and like basically seeing what would have happened if she jumped like the emergency everyone like her kids there like all the cops all that right so she then went back to her computer and she was like googling and researching and then 
Well, you're leaving out the part where she says she asked God. She, she you watched the video? Yes. You had time? Of course I watched the video. So she asked God and she was like praying. She's very spiritual. What what do you want me to do? What do you something want me to, to that do? Effect. And God led her to the computer. And he then, said, your laptop. I was so like, wait, what? Felt, I mean. And then she was like, Lord, what are you talking what are you about? about? Like, what do you want me to Google? And, she and then like, at that moment, I was like. Andrea, what are you talking about? Yes. So she Googled um, domestic violence and there's a 17 questions um, like questionnaire out there and she started doing it. And of the 17, Robert had done 15 of the 17. So to give you some ideas of what that 17 is, has this person embarrassed you or made fun of you or your friends and family in front of your friends and family? Has this person um, treated you roughly, grab, push, pinch, shove, or hit? Have they called, text you several times a day to show you the sh- or show up to make sure you were doing what you said you should be doing. Do they use alcohol or drugs as an excuse for saying hurtful things to you? Um, and then some things for them, like, do you sometimes feel scared how your partner will act? Um, try not to do anything that was called conflict or your partner get angry. So these are just some some high-level questions, a few of the 17. And she said 15 of the 17, he did. Um and then, I don't know if you were able to see, but Jocelyn Savage, her parents Who were that? on there. Who's Jocelyn Savage? Joc- Joyce, I'm sorry, it's Jocelyn Savage. Um, that, her, that is one of the girls, a part of this cult that, um, uh, that he has okay. built. Okay. And She's still a part of it, or she, she left? And the family is super concerned, haven't been able to get in contact with her. And they didn't want to go to the media, but they thought this was the only way. Allegedly, R. Kelly has a sex cult of girls. They're not underage, but they're like, I think in their, like, late teens to early 20s yes where he's allegedly brainwashing them and keeping them in this like you know modern day harem yes and you know they're not in contact with their families and what really felt scary so what did what did joyce only have to say well joyce's not there she's part of the the cult oh i thought you brought her up because she said something the family was there and they were saying they didn't want to go to the media family uh, and then also, that, like, they've never been prosecuted. Like, he's never been prosecuted for and, like, found guilty for any of these he allegations. He was prosecuted, but he just wasn't found guilty. Yes. So, what I found very interesting is Andrea then said that she feels like he's enabled as an artist and as a person because he's Robert Kelly or R. Kelly. So, he has Which this power. It's kind of obvious. Um, and she basically, Andrea went on this whole thing and was like, you know, if you feel like you're being abused, you know, and she cried out for jo- Joycelyn and been like, you know, I'm here for you. I'm speaking out on behalf of, of this cult and saying that it he is abusive and he, I'm recounting what happened to me. Um, so she's using her platform for good, right? She is, but then... Uh- and and not to knock her at all because um, oh you and I actually used to watch a TV show that she was yes. on. I, I don't even remember what it was Hollywood called. Hollywood X's. Was it Hollywood X's? Yes. She was on there with like Princess X, Maite, and... Um, but go ahead. Oh, what's his name? The comedian. It Eddie Murphy's ex, the one with the body. Mm-hmm. Yes. They were go all ahead. on this reality show. And she was a very um, sympathetic character. But I, I feel like most of you or many of you may be feeling the same way that I'm feeling, which is like, man, you know, that really sucks for her to be with him for so long. You know, obviously, um, based on what she's going. saying, there was like s- stuff that was going on where, you know, she felt like she stayed and probably shouldn't. But yeah, but she also had kids. But that too, that too. And, and I'm and he was obviously the breadwinner. Yeah. 
I mean, she's a successful dancer, but he met right. her dancing. Oh, but right, because she she was on. Um, you, know, you ain't got to hit me though. Real Housewives. So okay, Atlanta. so what I want to what I want to wrap on? this section up. And oh, why are you cutting me off? Because R. Kelly, I don't want to give him any more time. And okay. I mean, you just, brought it up. Yeah, but it was a topic I want people to know about, but I don't want to okay. harp on a bitch. Well, I mean, all I can say is, Go you ahead, know, bitch. I didn't Go need ahead. another reason for, um, you know, R. Kelly to be considered to be canceled in my mind. I mean, but I, I what I want to share is yes. very important. Okay. So it is a domestic violence hotline. Oh, not, that it is, is something 24 hours. Um, it's 1-800-799-7233. So that, again, is 1-800-799-7233. They're open 24 hours. So if you are a friend or someone you know, a family member, please share that out because domestic violence is not something that anyone should have to live through. Yeah. No, it isn't at all. So, R. Kelly, you're canceled. You're Bitch, you ain't ever going to see me stepping in the name of love, mm. believing I can fly, or being reminded of my damn Jeep. Oh, not your Jeep, though. He's trash. Okay, so speaking of trash, I know you were passionate about this t- next topic. What am I passionate about? Hot felon. I'm, uh, okay, so first of all, that is a lie. That's okay? the truth, bitch. Hashtag fake news, not to quote our <laughs> trash person of a president. <laughs> but I just saw this story. It's about you hot got felon. Really, really passionate. What's his name? Jeremy Meeks? Yes. I believe that's his name. Like you didn't know. Um... <laughs> don't be shady you know his name is in your head <laughs> here comes the shade not my type too light but light go eyes go ahead you know he's been having bitches too telling light. him that too he's light. fine all his ghost. life okay it's a different kind of light bitch a different kind of light okay bitch we'll look through the light and talk through this topic <laughs> so the so rumors started to swirl <laughs> last week that there was a six-figure settlement between jeremy meeks and his ex what's her name do you have her name um, Melissa. Melissa. Melissa Meeks. Does she still have his name? Yes. So um, there were rumors that after this settlement occurred that Meeks now had, I saw, I feel like a lot of full or sole custody. So in the original case, they had 70-30. Right. 70-30 so with her 70, having 70 30. and him having 30. Yes. But the stories that I saw made it seem as if she didn't have it. custody anymore. No. I've and that's not the case. Sources. It flipped. I mean, I don't really care about this topic, but at least I did but, some but research. But it flipped. So now um, he has 70% um, and she has 30% custody. And um, it's just really interesting because he is actually in a relationship with a Topshop heiress. Yes. What's her name? Chloe Green, maybe? Yes. Mm-hmm. How am I remembering these names? You can't remember The mine, brown is giving me like maybe super... Maybe you should like, Because <laughs> you can't Okay, be careful what you wish for, bitch. No, be ma'am. careful what you so wish for. So what I want to say is we were laying in bed on Saturday at before 2 o'clock and you showed me a picture of this Melissa character. And she was starting and bopping all over. But no, the wait, you're you're skipping ahead. You're skipping uh, ahead. Well, you just were lost. <laughs> I'm not lost. I, I know exactly you. where I, had I to am. Find you in the forest, bitch. I'm like that map. When you see that little thing that says you are here, I know where I am. Okay, oh, okay. I, I said what I said. So <laughs> uh, I'm ready. Originally, again, he had 30 percent custody. He now has 70. This the son is gonna move over there to where they, they already live. enrolled him in private um school. they've enrolled him in private school. I mean when you got top shot money you can just call somebody and be like my my um my son is coming. And I think that if anything, just kind of, you know we know a lot of moms, you know, dealing with moms. I feel like if anything, maybe she just wanted him to live a quote unquote better life or I more privileged know. life. 
So it's like, fine, you can have him 70% of the time. He can go to school, get this excellent education. I'll maybe have him 30% of yeah, the time. Maybe there was an agreement that they had. Well, there is an agreement, but the news stories or really tabloid stories were saying that there was a six-figure settlement, which it's interesting because there was a statement that was reached uh, or a statement that was released that said yes, um, that they have reached an amicable agree- agreement and there are no issues with matters pertaining to their son, Jeremy Jr., and it went on to clarify that there was no exchange of money for them to come to this mutual agreement. And the decision was made with the best intention for Jeremy Jr. And they will both continue to co-parent on matters regarding their son. Well, wait a second. This is some white trash shit. You only co-parent on matters regarding your son. Like, why else would you be co-parenting? But it's fine. We'll leave the verbiage of the statement aside. But yes. then, this to, see the this, word police. to see this picture... Sure. To see this picture of this mom having this quote unquote divorce party yeah, no, at the she, strip club. She is div- in she is Vegas. and bopping. And she was in there with her um, robot. Did it happen? Yes, it was. Ha- it already happened. Oh, I, I didn't know, know what happened. But this bitch looked like she was a real housewife of New Jersey with her guests um, blinged out bra. Okay. It was from 2007. Like she was like, I'm just trying to have a divorce party. Like I don't, I don't know, okay. but I think it. You know what? I, I wish them best, <laughs> and I really somehow I'm, I feel like they are gonna be fine. I'm thankful everyone that, involved. You know, I think that the child's gonna have a great education. Sure. Um, I just don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at this point, it's just, it's just messy. To be perfectly honest, this is just very another very sad commentary on the state. Of celebrity oh, wow. in the United States of America. Oh, wow. You can become famous for the most ridiculous bullshit. You, beca- you can become famous just from being a cute guy who was convicted of a felony. Mm-mm. And it's like, um, all right. I mean, I guess. But anyway, yeah, I, I digress. So the next topic is yours, my friend. I needed to get more brown for this topic. You did not Jesus, need to get more brown. It's about to get You had real. so much. I mean, I know we just ate, but geez. All right, so that's what happens when we have French Hashtag fries lush. Gosh, it's ridiculous. Hashtag okay, lush. Okay, so the next topic is um, something I felt really passionate about. So it is basically how, kind of a sound off of how to navigate relationships during this Trump era, right? Era, uh, era, era, era. Uh, the brown, sorry. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, when you have friends or family or coworkers or whatever. Whoever. When they are a Trump supporter. So I felt passionate about this because I have family members that are Trump supporters. Um, I think a lot of people do. And I, you or know, friends I know, at the very least. And coworkers and friends. Um, and what I, what I'm, what I have a hard time with this topic is that I feel that when you ask someone that is a Trump supporter why they support Trump, there's really not a lot of education surrounding their statement. It feels very just, I don't even know how to explain it. Hollow? So, yeah, it's like, because I'm proud to be an American, or what does that even mean? I want change. We're uh, many of us are proud to be American. So, like I, I'm having a, I was having a hard time navigating it because 
it's not that I judge someone if they're a Trump supporter because everyone has the right to vote how and who they want to vote for. That is very true. So, but what I don't like is when people vote and they're not educated with who they're voting for. Now, what bothers me with Trump is that he is a very selfish leader. Um, He's a narcissist. And he is, he is supporting and, and he is delivering things for the white, for the wit, rich, and for the straight. And if you don't fall within those three buckets, you're fucked, for lack of a better description. And it, irrita- it infuriates me when someone goes on and they support him because it's like, especially if they're a friend or a family member or a coworker that knows that A, I'm gay, right? Right. B, I have a husband that is of color. I am. And C, like, I have women that are that are my friends that are super successful, and I believe that they they deserve equal rights in terms of pay and to not have their and, pussy grabbed. Okay, and then here we go, and you're saying you support him because you are an American. Like that that blows my mind because I feel as though like that is a cop out, and it is a cop out for these underlying for your underlying views and your beliefs about what being American is. So being American is us sitting in this room right now, three men from three different background backgrounds, and we're able to just sit here and be in the same room. Listen, I love America, and let me Ooh, so let so let's bitch. clear this up right now. Just because you are critical of something, or someone, or an entity, does not mean that that means that you don't love that yes. thing. Because I mean, to be perfectly honest, if you're being critical, it's because you care. Yes. And if you're not being critical and you think that there's something wrong, there th- that's a problem. And I th- what I what what irritates me is when there's people that just I am black. Do. I love America. Me too. There are issues but do you think I want to be, if I wanted to be in a different country or living in another country, I would be there and I would be living there. Like so that's the thing where I don't want people to think that just because we are critical of some of the things that are happening right now mm-hmm. because of things that are coming down through this administration, that that means that we are anti-American. But Nothing could be further from I the I think truth. what happens is people vote with um, things that, ben- or that they can relate to or things that they, they don't have, they don't... I think America just lacks empathy and understanding for a certain issues. percentage of Americans yes, lack empathy. overarching. And what irritates me is when you're a Trump supporter, you're sitting there in your Caucasian life. Cause not, you, but not all Trump supporters are Caucasian. But I mean, okay, you're right. But what I'm going to say is I feel as though that it is very privileged to say you voted for someone that is, that is overtly trying to suppress or oppress Every one that is not white, I'm gay, I'm a, I'm gonna let you know I mean, right white, now. White, straight, or rich. There is a Hispanic person on my Facebook page who loves Trump. I just don't. Get I it. don't know what his nationality is. I just know that you know he. And the thing is, is like some people vote for the party and they don't vote for the person. That no, also is I, I feel like this particular person is he has bought into the cult of personality. And here's what I have to say, and then we can move on from Trump because Trump does not deserve my time. Okay. But wait, so before we move okay. on, We're we not need move on yet. we need to explain, or you need to explain how. You I'm are not- managing your familial so, relationships during the age you. of Trump. If it wasn't for this 
man sitting to my left, I would not be watching CNN every <laughs> fucking day and MS, what is it called? MB, NBC. Uh, and, all, and, and he puts on Fox from time to time, too, to of see what, what's happening. I love to hear what so, they're saying. If it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be as informed it's as propaganda, I am propaganda, but it's okay? fine. So what I'm doing is I'm using the time when politics comes up, not to feel uncomfortable that I can't talk about it, but to ask questions, to understand more, and then also to educate. And what's interesting is having these conversations, it can be perceived as uh, an argument, but I'm usually, I mean, even when I'm not talking to other people and I'm talking to Ray and we get into a little disagreement, I'm calm, cool, collected. <laughs> but you just are calm okay. you just listen and then this other person can get rowdy and you're just like what are you doing what like i just want to like in? hear more about and i want to educate you on why i feel the way i do not educate me on why you feel the way you do and maybe i'll learn something right it's called discourse and it's called learning discourse is important and what i don't what i want to make sure that everyone is fully aware of is that asking questions is important and it's how you learn uh, and also in this day and age, it's important to have this conversation. Don't ignore it because in two more years, we have to vote for a president. And in November, we have to vote for midterm elections. So we need to understand and be educated voters so that we're making the right decision for not us, but not for you or or him or whomever. It's for us as Americans. And also, don't vote with a party. Vote for who you believe stands close to your views and the policies that are important to you. So if so whatever that is not to cut you it. off, but so not are you, you so because go I wanna ahead. I wanna go back to the reason yes. that we're even talking about this. Yes please. So oh, are you yes. advocating for having the conversation yes. with people yes. who are in your family or yes. in your circle who yes. um maybe have different yes. of opinion than you do? Uh-huh. Okay. No, I Absolutely. just wanted to make that clear. It's important to have the conversation, but because it's important I think to have it with a level set, a level, uh, a level-headed mind and approach. Right. Don't go into there to bring like, it's not. I wasn't use this word. Human nature walk. makes that difficult. Yeah. Just, just be calm and ask questions. It's important. Yeah. I mean, I think Learn. I think that where we fall down as a society, particularly in the U.S., is that. For a large percentage of people, they don't even want to have the conversation. I don't know why. It makes people no, uncomfortable. No, I get why. It makes people uncomfortable, and it, there is a certain um, probability that it will devolve into something that's but not you know constructive. What's so interesting but if you're adults, that's where it, you have to make sure that the, um, the discourse remains in a constructive space yes. and not adults. just yelling there at each go. other and not listening. What I find very interesting also is that working in the professional landscape right and since that night in november when 45 was elected i feel like and that i night. worked i worked for <laughs> the I, beginning I of our long company. collective nightmare yeah. i worked for i worked for a company that you know at that time was not very uh accepting of you know there was just things in in you know when you're at work you just don't talk about like I think in any professional actually landscape. Well, of that course, is, because that's right? that's all that's definitely frowned upon. But I feel like now, like I'm I'm noticing that po- bringing up politics is okay. But to your point, right? It's like in a respectful, like you know, professional, you know. Um, and again, that's calm, that is a challenge that comes um, with, with a certain amount of landmines. Oh yes, landmines. Because people 
you know, tend to be very passionate mm-hmm. about politics. But I would agree with you that I think that having a conversation is important because I'm going to be honest with you. When someone tells me that they are a Trump supporter, human nature for me Mm -hmm. means that it makes me look at this person in a different way. But not like and the on reason purpose, that it makes right? me but the reason that it makes me look at them in a different way is because how can you support someone who does not have the best interest of even yourself in mind? Child. This is someone who has been proven to be completely self interested. And so it just it, it makes me it, it makes me pause. But then you just have to remember that it's like, OK, I don't agree with everything that everyone does. And I don't, I don't agree with all the positions that people agree with. And you shouldn't. And yes. that's fine. But again, I think having a conversation can help you because it's like ultimately what it comes down to is how people live their lives yes. and the actions. And it's like we know people who are Trump supporters who are also very supportive of us. Yes. So, you know, it's this weird space that we're put in where we're like, I don't get it. What? Um, okay. Mm-hmm. We still love you, though. Blessings. <laughs> You're in our prayers. Um, so that was Unfiltered Unbothered. Now let's jump right into um, Shuffle and Repeat. Yeah, Ray. I mean, this really quickly. Quick. <laughs> um, the big single that came out before the no Everything is Love this, album was Bed by Nicki Minaj Yawn. and Ariana Grande. Yawn. So the name is super appropriate because it makes me ready for bed every time I hear it. Yes. It's a little snoozeworthy. It's like someone trying to be like super sexy during foreplay, but ultimately you end up asleep because everything they're trying to do is boring. I don't even care. That's that the wait, that's your that's, that's your my, that's my review critique. is no one cares. <laughs> a so, lot of people care. It was, it was like number one before like um, they're just trying to before they, everything is love came out and before triple X. I, I'm not going to try to butcher his what, name. No, what but before trying, he died, like this was the number one. But song. what they're trying to do is they're trying to like basically do a back to back. And uh, what's the other one? Um, bang bang. No, like this part is three. No, this isn't bang bang. But it's they're trying to like. Continue I don't agree. The, I don't agree with that. That's well, like, I don't even it's care. a completely different care. song. Next, <laughs> next, next. <laughs> so next is a little gem that came out and actually I don't think it came out this past week I think it came out actually the week before but we didn't talk about it and then I heard it and I was like this is like an eargasm oh not you know what that means it wasn't that good but okay I think it was that good so to me this is like a fucking great summer song it's called Liberated. It's Who's by Dej Loaf and Leon Bridges. Two people who I would never think in a million years would make beautiful music together. Oh, beautiful, though. Um, but it's the summer song you need by two artists that you never would have expected it to come from. And the message is one of tolerance and acceptance. And it's twice as sexy as Bed without even trying. Mm-hmm. So I would say Liberated by Dej Loaf. Dej Loaf, that's D as in David, E as in Edward, J as in J. And Loaf as in Bread. Loaf as in <laughs> Wanda <laughs> by Liam and, and Liam Bridges. I would I say love add that, it that made to Leon Bridges feel young. And I love that. Um, oh, he's having a little bit of a moment. Yeah, and Dej Loaf, she's she's here. She's been around for a bit. She actually had a top ten U.S. rap hit uh, in 2015, and, and it was on it was on the EP that she was on. And the song 
was still don't know and was featuring Big Sean. So I don't know anything about that. I don't either. But it was good to see that she's like coming. And she also was an opener. Fun fact for Nicki Minaj on the Pink 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 Print tour. Oh, I didn't think Nicki Minaj got along with other female Neither rappers, I, but apparently she did. So okay, I learned something today. Listen to the the track. It's bomb bomb. It's so it's a good. It has this island feel, and it's, it's just like yeah. Oh, okay. So we're gonna move on to the kind of yes, but not yes. So Christina Aguilera, and it's a theme. Uh, um, Liberated to liberation. Yes. Um, the album, it's it's been released with like. So you know how I, y'all know how I feel about Christina Aguilera. Anyone who's listened, listen to the last four episodes. Um, <laughs> so the album has gotten like mixed reviews and when i listen to it i listened to it a few times today as well in the in the mix of mixing of listening to um everything is love so it's 15 tracks that includes a couple intros um but it just feels like a bag of like pop songs that are like infused with rock r&b soul hip-hop reggaeton um, it just felt like a lot. Yeah, I feel like pop is a stretch, and I feel like the only reason anyone would call most of this pop is because it's Christina Aguilera. And overall, I think the album was good. I think something that I felt that I, I, I feel pretty passionate about is that she's released a lot of singles that all sound a little different. Um, and uh, it just didn't sound like... The body of work just wasn't her best. For waiting for 11 years. So I'm giving it three out of five stars. Three and a half out of five stars. We're giving stars now? That's my passion. That's okay. what I'm doing. We should have probably talked about that ahead of time. Um, so I want And also, we've talked about this, but I think it was important to share out. My passion for her voice has kind of changed. Oh, I agree. There's something going on. I don't know. There's this growl or something that I she's doing she with her voice. She was on Jimmy Fallon and she sounded like the cowardly Yeah, line. like I'm just like... I mean, Christina's always been known as being like this great voice, this great vocalist. And I don't know what's going on now. I don't know if maybe she's not as self-assured as she used to be. That's unfortunate. But I mean, it may also come from being like out of the like the game for like six years between projects. So I want to hear what your top three songs were. Oh, I didn't do a top. Okay, I have top three. Maria, like I do. You like Maria? I am confused by Maria. Did you do research? It's Kanye West. What is it about? But what is it about? Her middle name is Maria. So she was looking and for herself. She's trying to find her, refine oh, herself. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll have to listen to it again within that context. Here is her numbers. She is looking. No, you didn't give us your top songs. I said Maria, like I do in Pipe. Oh, did you say that? Yes. You said it fast. Yes, because this album is, you can listen no. to it real fast and you'd be done. And apparently, no, like I do is one of the best songs. So her pure sales are going to be. Pipe? Um, oh, you're so nasty. <laughs> you're nasty. 62 to 67,000. Uh, including streams 68 to 73,000. That's not that great. She will rank at number two. Behind uh, the her Carters? Nas oh, Nas. Like two and three. They're battling. Their numbers are very oh, close. Oh, the Carters will be number one. Carters will be number well, one. Well, what about Triple X? Well, he just passed away. So it's rumored that he might be might number b- one. Bounce or? up. Uh, but. Um, there's no projections as of yet because yeah. it just happened. I won't call him what I called him like last week because yes, now it's he's tragic. Dead. Yeah, that's really so, sad. So, overall, 
you can listen to it, see if you like it. It's not. A, don't buy the like. I I I'm not. Gonna, I don't know. <laughs> You're if I not a buy fan. The whole album. Uh, you know what? I want you to stop calling yourself a Christina Aguilera fan. Okay. 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 So now Alessia Cara telling people not you to tell buy them her about album. This new out. This new song. The shade. Mm, yes, this new song. Pure unadulterated shade. Oh, not unadulterated. Unadulterated. So growing pains is a new song by Alessia Cara. Um, of here was that her first yes, single? Yes, that was her. Here was her. First here was song. a huge hit that she had. Um, I actually really like her. Uh, she she definitely makes music for I guess a young audience. And then Scars of Your Beautiful came out. Yes, was which was really hit. good. She did and a Moana on song. The, then she was on the song One Eight Hundred, the suicide. Yes, the suicide song. So she's had some big hits, yeah. which is why and she, she was nominated. Out, she won Best New Artist and at the won Grammys and won Best New Artist because Beast she has a, those huge hits. But um. It's a cute song. Um, it makes me want to hear more. She's she's really good in this modern kind of like R and B pop space that she's in. Um, so I'm excited to so hear. So my thoughts album on the um, song is I feel like is she on Def Jam or yes she is Rock Nation. She's on Def Jam. One of those. She is for sure, and that's my research. She's okay, on good. Def Jam. So I just feel like here's my question: Do you think it felt new? I didn't think it felt new. I felt like it just felt like I didn't feel like it felt old. I just felt it like just it felt, felt like. It was like a re-release of her first album. No, because it hurt. for me, her first album was a little hit or miss. And some of it wasn't kind of like this, where the track really kind of sucked me into the song. Yes. So I wouldn't say it's like I a mean, first album, like, but I mean, it's certainly not innovative, but no. I, it's fine. That's All okay. right. So that is Shuffle and Repeat. Um, we <laughs> that was so give, abrupt. We do want to give shout out, not because we were here for it, but who has another single we should start writing our segues who has another um single this week do you agree should we start writing our segues but can you tell them who had a bitch don't ignore me i think we're ignoring each other okay good (laughs) you did say you kept cutting me off last episode and you apologize but apparently you didn't learn your lesson apparently that was who has a new single out right (laughs) oh that this isn't mine marcia ambrosius no khalid bitch Oh, Khalid has a single every week. That's not a surprise. He has a new single. You know what I'm going to do? Care. Wait, but care. you know what I'm going to do for next week? What's going to so do? I'm going to go to Wikipedia. And see how many songs he has? Yes. Out? I want to see how many songs yes. he has. I want to see release dates. Because I honestly feel like he may have released a new song a every week album. for at least the past like two months. He might have enough EP for Maybe EP. three months. And I'm not that into Khalid. Like, he's okay. I really do like that he's a brown person and that he is excelling. Has in that Caucasian space success. that he's in, and he has a Caucasian, 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 Caucasian following, um, which is it's important for that crossover. Yes, um, but, but for no, me, I, it does. I, I don't connect really to a lot of his okay. material, um, and I'm kind of waiting for like that moment. Even though the song with, with um, I was going to say Kalani, that's not true. Although he might have a song with her too. Um, Normani, the song with Normani, yes. uh-huh. Love Lies is so good. But I really do want to have a tally of all his songs. I think he's going to rival Drake in about, you know, six or seven months where they're each going to have like 200 songs that they've released. Bless his heart. So our last segment is what had happened was. Oh, you skipped Marsha. Yeah, we don't have time. We'll talk about it next week. It was worthy of being skipped. (gasps) Okay, so you talk about the subject. So, this is going to be short and sweet. Because um, you can do a lot of Googling and learn a lot. You really can. I, that's what I did, and I felt really heavy, and I learned a lot about this topic just through Google. But, I mean, many of you, I'm sure, have heard that there Or seen on is, Instagram and social or media. Or seen is a new zero-tolerance policy um, at the borders in which parents are being arrested. These are migrant or immigrant parents 
due to attempting to cross the border, quote unquote, illegally. Mm. And a lot of these individuals are actually parents and they're being separated from and their criminalized. Children. So, according to NPR, um, DHS has reported that nearly 2,000 children, mm. and these are migrant or immigrant children, have been separated from adults at the border in the six week period. In old six Walmarts. weeks from April 19th through May 31st. 2000. And what irritates me, like. 2018. What frustrates me is it's like. This, these images are so, and these videos are so depressing. And Trump, just as early as today, denounces that basically that this is a problem, right? And then he says that, you know, the Democrats did this. And he goes on this whole rant. And I started to read an article. I got really frustrated, so I stopped. And he takes no accountability to his, to his group or to his party or to his views. And here we are. Like he, it's up. Like the president could change this. Like he has the ability. So first of all, it is the president and his administration who are doing this. They are perpetrating this. Yes. Um, It's his Department of Justice under that Keebler elf Jeff Sessions, who we all know. Um, This guy Keebler though. This guy is. I mean, no offense to Keebler. I like Keebler, but um, he is a known racist. When speaking about this new no tolerance uh, policy, he invoked the Bible. <laughs> and we talked, I think, again, last week, I can't keep track we of did. what we've talked about. But how a lot of people who have very nefarious and very bleak and um, horrible ends and means will invoke religion. Mm. And it's so sad because that's not what religion is about. Because they take bits and pieces of, of whatever they believe. And surprise, and this same, and I, I, I apologize, I don't have the actual um, scripture piece that he picked. But this is the same scripture that has been used in the past to um, come to the defense of reprehensible things like slavery. So again, hello, surprise, Jeff Sessions, we didn't want him. Coretta Scott King actually actively campaigned against him being, I think, a federal judge. And it's like, it's so disgusting. Apparently, there are actually more than 10,000 children currently in shelters run by the Office of Refugee Resettlement, which is part of DHS. And a lot of these children are in internment camps. And one of those internment camps, at least, was actually a Walmart yes. that was converted. Speaking of another Caucasian devil. And it's just... I, and no again, no going shade. back, go to backtracking Walmart. to you know my whole position about people in your life or in your lives who are Trump supporters, this is the kind of thing that makes me pause when I'm thinking of people that I know and people that I love who are supporting this administration. You know, it's like, what are you bargaining mm. for whatever you think you're gaining Their privilege. from this particular situation? Their privilege. Because there are a lot of people who are in groups that don't come from a, a place of privilege who are not only not gaining anything or benefiting from this administration yes. and this administration's laws and what is it executive orders that he keeps doing and everything that he undoes that 
Obama did, which is so funny to me because people will say, well, Obama didn't do anything. Well, what the fuck has Trump been undoing for two years? (laughs) Well, what I have to say is I think if you've learned nothing from this podcast today is Beyonce and Jay-Z slay the game, listen to the album. Which, sidebar, the one one critique that I do have because I do love the Carters. Are you going back all the way to segment one, bitch? No, 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 because you just brought it up. Oh, okay. You know, full circle. So the one thing that the one thing that I can say because I do feel like you should be able to criticize even the people and institutions that, that you, you love. Mm-hmm. Oh no, um, I was surprised at how apolitical this particular release was. Just considering what's going on in the country. Yeah, well, this wasn't the album for that. And I get that, that, like, this was a culmination was of the, the, the two previous albums because it's it's relevant. Okay. I get that, like, it's a culmination of previous releases. I get that it more than likely was a marketing tool for their tour. But I feel like there could have been more that could have been added. At least one song where they're giving us a little bit more. They talked a little bit about Black Lives Matter. I mean, a little bit. And then you had, like, the the, the black kids who were kneeling in the video. But I just think that, you know, when you think, like, okay, well, Nas has this album that's, you know, produced by Kanye. Didn't listen to it. But there's one song that's like they 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 shot the kid or mm-hmm. something yes. like that. I can only imagine that that's political. So it would have been nice if we could have had just a little bit of that so, in our release with the Carters. Let me just finish. So my you thought. don't agree. So you don't agree. I'm, I agree. Okay. But I'm gonna finish my thought. Okay. So my thought was, if you didn't learn anything from this album from this podcast, is we love the Carters. They slayed with their album. Mm-hmm. Have the conversations been more that political. made you feel un- make you feel uncomfortable with the people that you love, which or is all understand. political. Yeah, which is all political. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, keep listening to he said he said because we slay. That's right. Isn't that right? I mean, I slay. Okay, all day. <laughs> so I just want to wrap up with saying, follow us on Instagram. You need to wrap that up with your happy episode. ending. No, no, no. What's your oh, quote? Oh shit, my happy ending. Do you have a quote? Oh my don't god, don't tell me you don't have a quote. I do, bitch. And okay, it is good. gay, and it is proud. You were so wrapped um, up in the time that yeah, you forgot. I was like, oh my god, it's eight thirty already. We oh, just I got a frog a in my throat. Uh, okay, so this is a quote from Marsha P. Johnson. Uh, And if you don't know who Marsha P. Johnson is, she is an American gay liberator, liberation activist. She was a self-identified drag queen that basically was an outspoken advocate for gay rights. And she was a dominant feature, or figure rather, and and a vanguard in the Stonewall of 1969, which we talked about last episode. Which we talked about last week. So she died in 1992, um, but this quote really stuck with me. It says, "We, you never completely have your rights one person until you all have your rights and i feel as long as there is one gay person who has to walk for gay rights all of us should be walking for gay rights and i feel like that could be removed you can remove gay and say just rights but i believe that marcia really believed in equal rights for everyone and I think it was very fitting to bring her up because it is still gay pride. This weekend is pride in Seattle. Uh, and we're going to celebrate who we are and how we are and what we do and where we're at and just us. Yeah. And wait, there was a movie. What was that movie called? It was it was on Netflix. What it happened? Is... Oh, The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. Yes. You so we actually. Shit, when that Brown gets happening. We actually went to see that. It's a documentary. It's absolutely amazing so see i would it, suggest that it, you see it friend. 
I love that quote from you because I think that that's important. Um, and I think that because not I said before, not everything is for everybody. True. But I feel like what should unite us all regardless of what we feel about certain individual topics is that people should have rights absolutely and people should have the right to love who they love to do what they want to do within the confines of the law and i feel like that's something that is slipping away very slowly from us right now and we don't even realize it so no that wasn't my quote that was my reaction to your yeah i love that okay Mm -hmm. that sounds like shade but that's fine tree emoji my happy ending actually is more trivial than yours but i still love it Uh and it comes from the carters and it's from the song friends Uh and jay-z which is funny i'm actually quoting jay and not b he says tight circle no squares i'm geometrically opposed to you y'all like to try angles so (laughs) yes I have always been a person who has felt like keeping your circle small is really important. So shady, too. I know tons of people. I am generally a friendly person. Don't say anything, bitch. (laughs) But I also don't throw around that term friends yeah friends is a very important word and i think that we have a really good group of friends here which is so very important and it's really super important for a lot of us young professionals who have moved away from home and make sure your friends group is diverse i mean it doesn't have to be but it helps it does it really really helps so i that quote that quote spoke to me this week because you know everybody is not your friend don't call everybody your friend don't do the seattle freeze shout out to seattle maybe seattle Seattle freeze is fucked up stop doing that shit it's not funny it's not cute okay (laughs) don't be that friendly to people if you really don't want to be their friend okay (laughs) high and bias fine now oh yeah girl and then you never get invited reenact the shit damn i do a lot of people don't know what the seattle freeze is Yes, Google Seattle Freeze. But again, back to my point. (laughs) It is important that you make sure that you keep real people around you. Absolutely. And those fake bitches. We don't have time for that. So what we're going to say is thank you for listening. No time for fake one. Oh, is that Lil' Kim again? Yes. Yes. Give her money. So thank you for listening to our fifth episode. Last week we had an historic number of people can, can i can can we establish something right now yes. that we're gonna stop numbering episodes okay. at this point so we're okay, we're good. on our number you can see in the description you already said five um, it's fine so i just want to say follow us on instagram and he said he said um pod so that's he said he said pod all one word and also tell a friend tell a cousin tell a uncle tell a brother tell a sister tell, tell a, the barista tell you a barista at starbucks mm-hmm. shit even slide through our gms and tell us you told somebody i yes. want to know and then where can they email us at Ray? he said he said pod at gmail.com and that is all one word at gmail.com and that was i said it really fast he yes. said he said pod at gmail.com yes yeah, so and also we yes. would like 
for this to be interactive. Yes. So every Monday. I don't Monday, think. Did we get any? We got. Yes, we got. We did. Yeah, we did. Every but, Monday okay. we'll shout out and say, hey guys, do you want us to talk about something? Slide and we hear our shout people us. out. It's usually because they yes. had an idea of something we should talk and about. And what I wanted to say, like I mentioned, we had a, a really great listening week last week. So thank you. Shout out to three areas yes. DC, yes. DMV came through. Yes. Okay. We appreciate Janelle, I see you, my girlfriend from Good Good High School. <laughs> um, Philly, shout out to home. Yes, Philly is like, okay. okay. Engine up. And then Seattle, my our forever home. Thank you for holding us down yes. and telling everybody. Yes. And we see you, T Town, Tacoma. How are you doing? <laughs> so that's our week, y'all. Yes. I hope you enjoyed everything about it. And if you I think didn't, this was the longest episode. But you know what? That's what happens when Beyonce yeah. and Jay Z drop an album. I know. Okay. We had to talk about it. And clearly, you really wanted to talk about it. I could do anything. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Next week. <laughs>